Hi, welcome to Pardoning the Interruption. I'm your host, Caitlin, and today we will, we will be discussing violence in the NFL, on-field and off-the-field. We have Danny, who believes strongly that violence is not an issue, and then we have Tom, who thinks violence is an issue in the league. We have a fourth person, Tyler, who's going to be the fact checker and will be reporting statistics on the issues during this debate. Hi, I'm Tyler, and I'm going to be giving background statistics before we get started. First, I will be reporting the numbers on off-field violence, so things like arrest rates and percentages. Overall, there have been a total of 931 reported NFL player arrests last time that I checked. This data was found in the NFL arrest database, and from this number, in the first four months of the year, there have been eight arrests. These arrests range from DUIs to domestic assault and armed robbery. Secondly, there are some statistics that report on on-field on-field violence. These numbers could be injury rates and the severity of those injuries, etc. So today's topic is violence in the NFL. What's your take on it? Is this an issue? Hi, I'm Danny Woodruff. I'm a supporter of the idea that violence on the field does not cause violence off the field. I play football here at Ohio Wesleyan and I have been around the sport and the people within it for many years. The violence of some players off the field does not stem from the violence on the field. Hi, I'm Tom Ryan, and I've played sports and been around been around them most of my life. Although I stopped playing contact sports a while ago, I played baseball up until this year. Having known people who have played football from an early age through college, I believe that yes, it is an issue. So let's focus on violence on the field. This violence, the intense injuries, aggressive scuffles, etc., is it just a part of the game? Yes, football is violent by nature. The way the game has evolved to play has given the idea that it is violent and that it's bad. The hard hits that oftentimes leave a player hurting or injured serve as a way to excite the team into playing better or involve the crowd with the, with the hit. These, these hits are exciting to see and be a part of. It can cause the players to trash talk. The more often they hit like that, the more intense these games can be. Uh, and it can cause all these fights to happen. These hits are what draws people to the games. They can cause injuries, but we know the risk when playing and are willing to take that chance to be a part of them. An article titled Aggression and Violence in Sport gives us, gives us a look on on-field violence and what it is and kind of what it should look like. Um, it should be known that aggression and violence are two different aspects of football. Aggression can be good, like Danny said. It's often encouraged from coaches to players and within the team. And violence is more an intent to cause harm or to injure someone else. Um, this article continues to state on how football is being advertised as being more aggressive, with ESPN showing NFL players gesturing a throat-slashing motion towards opponents. On the other hand, hard hits in football are praised and taught to players. All the different conditions of the game does make it very hard to determine if, in general, on-field violence is an issue that we should correct. But based on this information, like Danny said, is it a part of the game but should we ignore the violent actions that we see? No, some injuries in football are very severe, including some that last a lifetime. Even a non-head injury can ruin a career and in return make a person more violent throughout his life. It could be one hit or a lifetime of football that can cause brain problems with CTE. CTE has caused many players to either take aggression out on a loved one, an innocent person, or one's own life. But can't the same thing be said for other sports? I mean, concussions are big in soccer, and you don't hear many things about soccer players getting charged or arrested for violent acts off the field. Well, soccer head injuries are more often caused by improperly heading a ball or two people going up for a ball in the air and colliding, whereas football head injuries are a lot more repetitive, happening almost every play. 
they're caused by hitting each other, sometimes with intent to hurt the other player. At one time, the Saints even put bounties on other players' heads, so there are definitely instances of players causing injuries intentionally. Well, we don't often hear about these injuries or the players in sports like soccer just because it's not nearly as popular in the U.S., but the names we do hear about for football are big names as in really good players at the time. Recently, it's been Tyreek Hill. We don't hear about the rest of the players in the statistics because they aren't as popular as some of these players, and the Saints having bounties is just one instance of this happening and should not be assumed for every team or every player. A study titled Severe Injuries in Football Players um, gives us actual numbers about the severity of some on-field football injuries. This study analyzed factors related to the occurrence of severe football injuries, and these players were ranging from 14 years to 42 years old. Um, 394, 398 players were followed up to, uh, were followed up for up for the entirety of a year. Um, during which time they sustained 686 injuries, which is more than the amount of players there were, um, which means each of the players had multiple injuries. Um, of these injuries, 16.5% were severe injuries, which means they took the player out of practice and game and they had to be rehabbed or had surgery as a result. Um, trauma was the cause of 81.5% of the injuries, which means there was some kind of um, collision involved in that. Um, it should be known that overuse does cause some of these injuries, um, but a majority of them was caused by traumatic events. More injuries occurred during games, so 60% of these injuries occurred in games as opposed to practice, which I believe is important. 31% um, of the severe injuries were caused by foul play, so this is more on the lines of something that isn't within the rules of football, which should be noted. Um, from these results, the factor that was determined to influence the occurrence of severe injuries was viola violations of the rules, so foul play, like I said. So is there any way to lessen the severity of these injuries, or are they just a direct result of violent players? I would say it's a direct result of violent players. Yes, it's a big part of the game, but these violent players take it to the next level. Some of these injuries are unavoidable, such as the ACL injuries and under, other sprains and injuries along those lines, but head injuries can be helped somewhat, but they are not a direct result of violent players. I mean, if head injuries can be helped, like, should the NFL make new rules? They have. With the new rules against spearing, it is a way to attempt to lessen head injuries. Spearing occurs when a player is making a tackle and they lead with the crown of their helmet. The Seahawks have even popularized a new form of tackling that had been previously taught. The way they teach it is to have the defender's head on the back hip of the ball carrier, trying to eliminate the, the head from the tackling equation. While this cannot happen with all tackles completely, it is just one of the ways teams are attempting to lessen head and neck injuries. But outside of these rules, I don't believe much can be changed. These are elite athletes performing at high speeds, and the force from the hits can cause injuries if a tackle isn't done perfectly every time. It is understood by scholarly articles and research that accidents do happen and injuries are inevitable in the sport of football. It is recognized by an article titled Sports Injury Prevention that incorrect form when playing the game could in fact lead to injuries. Of 332 elite college football players participating in the NFL Combine in 2005, 54% of them had a history of knee injuries. Um, and they also had 233 injuries total within all the players of the combine. A fourth of them had a total of 
114 surgeries. A lot of that includes ACL reconstructions and things like that. Um, the most common injuries were in defensive linemen, followed by tight ends and then offensive linemen. And knee surgeries specifically were most common in running backs and followed by linebackers. Um, it's suggested that sometimes injuries are completely unpreventable. In some cases, there are individuals who grow very fast rates, and those who have strength, stability, and flexibility imbalances leads them to be more likely to be injured. However, when you add violence on top of higher risk of injury, the results can be more severe for those people. Excessive on-field violence would definitely increase risk of injury. What are your thoughts, Tom? There have been many players known for their big hits and violent acts on the field. One current player today is Vontez Perfect. He plays for the Raiders and is known as a dirty player throughout the league. He seems to have a problem with leading with his head while tackling and making dirty hits most games. Another violent player in today's game is Cam Chancellor. Although he is not labeled as a dirty player, he is known as one of the hardest hitting defensive players. The NFL has made rule changes solely based on him, including the defenseless player rule for some of the hits that he has made throughout his career. A few former violent players are Sean Taylor, Ray Lewis, Brian Dawkins, John Lynch, Lawrence Taylor, and Jack Taylor. These players will forever be known as violent players, but most mostly on the field. These players are the reasons that the NFL is trying to make the game safer. Those are some good points, Tom. However, an interview with Mark Wilson, ex-Raiders player, elaborates on the most brutal game in football history. According to the Chicago Bears coach at the time, it was November 1984, the Raiders had just lost to the Bears. A Sports Illustrated writer wrote, the game was so brutal that a Bears player was seen covering his face with his hands during the game. He couldn't even bear to watch it. The Bears did not escape unscathed either. Their quarterback got knocked out early in the third quarter of this game. When he went down, NBC cameras showed him wincing on the sideline. The announcer said the injury was only a bruised back. The actual diagnosis of this injury was a lacerated kidney. That player then would spend nearly two weeks in the hospital and miss the rest of his season. A recently released book by an agent of one of the Bears players at the time summed up his client's condition in this way. Quote, I went down to the locker room, this was in the middle of the game, and found Jim there standing at the toilet in his pads pissing blood, end quote. Now this seems to be a very severe, severe example of on-field violence to me. So how does this on-field violence correlate to the violence we see off of the field? Some players are able to contain themselves to just being violent on the field while others cannot. CTE, which is often a result of years of football, has proven to cause violence in one's lifetime. One common example of off-field NFL violence is assault involving women. A former NFL running back, Ray Rice, was in the media spotlight after knocking out his wife in an elevator and the video became public. I believe that these players are so used to dealing with arguments physically, they carry that attitude into their everyday off-the-field lives. Another example is Tyreek Hill. He is now in trouble for abusing his pregnant wife and he broke his three-year-old three son's arm. According to NFL, the violence doesn't stay off the field. There is a San Diego Tribune's regularly 
updated NFL arrest database. It tracks every known bust of a professional player going as far back as 2000. Um, their total stood at 730 and counting last time I checked. However, there is a more comprehensive database of the arrests in the NFL, which also includes all sports. Um, at the time I checked, it tallied 47 arrests in 2014 alone, when there was still three and a half months left in the year. Um, as of now, the database shows 932 arrests total, and in 2019 alone, there were nine recorded arrests last time I looked, and the year was not over. The NFL is not the only league to have a high arrest record. The NBA also has one. From 2010 to 2014, a study was done examining the, the average arrest records. While the NFL had an average arrest rate for a population of 100,000 of approximately 2,466, it was closely followed by the NBA's number of 2,157. Typically, we don't see or hear about these uh, charges in, in the NBA, but they also have a high rate of d domestic abuse. But even but we often hear about the high NFL rates, so while the NFL numbers are high, they are not the only sport that has these high numbers. So we've talked about whether or not violence is an issue and the injuries that often occur and the impact that they have. So this brings me to ask a bit bigger question. Is violence a direct result of the sport or are people who are violent just more inclined to come play the sport? Violent people are definitely inclined to play the sport. The excitement caused by glorified hits make it seem that doing this is a safe way as committing violent and aggressive acts. Even when receiving coaching, coaching tips, it often involves reference to doing something violently, like shooting your hands more violently or hitting someone more aggressively. I believe there's a mix of people who play football because of their aggression, but also others who see it as a violent sport. Some get so deep in the game that when it is over, it is difficult for them to return to reality in the real world and try to get back to a mindset that is not based on football. In conclusion, there is no conclusion. There are great points on both sides of this argument. Football is a violent sport, but whether or not that is a problem today and whether it causes violence off the field is still to be determined. More research needs to be done to show the relationship between the two. Danny and Tom, thank you for joining Tyler and I today on Pardon the Interruption.